At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you following Charlotte's 144 to 114 setback yesterday afternoon in the city of brotherly love. Hornets did defeat the Philadelphia 76ers this year, breaking that lengthy streak, but just could not get over the hump yesterday as Philly just shot lights out nearly 60% from the field on multiple occasions throughout the game. We'll go ahead and break this one down, provide you with their silver linings, and of course, it is that time of the season, so we will do some scoreboard watching on what to look for on today's games as well. Helping me with all those topics here on today's edition of the HHC, it's the coordinator of social media here with the Hornets, Wes Robinson. Wes, unfortunately, it is the silver linings edition, but as always, thank you for joining me. Yeah, it's just a great time to always still be able to talk some Hornets basketball. I mean, unfortunately, we could have wanted the Philly game to go a little differently, especially knowing the position that we're in right now, but we live to fight another day, and then a lot can change over the next few games, so we just have to put our heads forward and move on to the next game. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get a recap of this one in pretty quickly. Hornets got off to a decent start yesterday, trailed 29-26 to after the first quarter of play. The big news was Gordon Hayward returning from his ankle injury. First time he's seen a floor since February 7th. He missed 22 games. First time coming off the bench since the 2020 playoffs. Keep in mind, too, there he was coming back to a Boston team in the bubble that he was also coming back from an injury as well in that instance. First time he came off the bench in a regular season since April 7th of 20. 2019. Everybody but Kelly Oubre ended up on a score sheet there in the first quarter. Hornets did not shoot the ball very well, but did have eight assists on nine made field goals. Tobias Harris had a nine-point quarter on the other side for the 76ers. Then we go to the second quarter where Philly was able to pick up a eight-point advantage early thanks to a 7-2 run. The Hornets were able to counter with a 13-0 run that saw LaMelo Ball give the Hornets the lead. Hornets and Sixers tied at 38. Ball, wing three for the lead. That's good. 13-0 run for LaMelo Ball and the Charlotte Hornets. 
Sixers were able to counter with a run at their own late in the second quarter and led it 58-53 to going into the locker room. At that point, Joel Embiid was already dominating like he normally does. 19 points, 11 rebounds, and 4 assists through the first two quarters of the game. Then we go to the third quarter, and that's where things really started to unravel for the Hornets. Philadelphia put up 45 points in the frame. The Hornets had 8 turnovers in that corner alone. Those 45 points were the most for the Sixers in a quarter this season. Charlotte trailed at 103-80 to going into the fourth quarter. Joel Embiid's day was done at that point 29 points 14 rebounds six assists and James Harden nearly missed out on a triple double at 12 points eight rebounds 13 assists as Miles Bridges was your leading scorer last night with 20 points for anybody wearing purple and teal Philly put up 41 points in the fourth quarter as well the good news though was that the Hornets were able to counter with 34 of their own it resulted in a 144 to 114 loss for the Hornets as Charlotte now falls on the season to 40 and 38 on a campaign West it was just not a pretty one yesterday sometimes you get the bear sometimes the bear gets you. Sixers just doing such a great job shooting yesterday, hit 23s and were able to shoot 60.9% from the field in general. Yeah, and these kind of matchups, I mean, you're going to have some nights where we're going to be on the right end of that score sheet where we'll be able to have a lot of hot shooting, but you can't argue with the team that's shooting uh, lights out from three. You watch in the first half, you probably smiled a lot. We were a little confident, but if you're going back to watch uh, this game, uh, definitely you got to close your eyes in the second half because it was pretty much all Philadelphia around that point. I mean, 86 points in the second half. The thing that st- stood out to me the most is definitely the the start of the, the third quarter. We didn't protect the ball particularly well with eight turnovers. I know five of those came for LaMelo. And I know James Borrego talks a lot about how LaMelo, as a point guard, you know, he kind of gets us going at our pace of what we like to play. So when, you have, when you're in tough situations where these guys are shooting lights out and then we're t- turning the ball over, you're going to have situations like this. But it's one that I think these guys pretty much learned from. I mean, Philly is a really good team. These guys are a championship-built uh, team. They, they have a couple of all-stars on the on the opposite end and possibly an MVP in Joel Embiid. So we, we played them pretty tough, but you can't even deny uh, the amount of shooting that they did. But there are some things that we can point out that, you know, that we've seen from these games. Uh, we, we shared the ball pretty well. It was another big game for Miles Bridges. We did get Gordon Hayward back, so it was good to see him back in the lineup, not what he's normally used to being in the starting lineup, but it's good to see our team is filling each other back out with now having everybody back, having Jalen back, having Cody back, and uh, adding Gordon as well as we get to make this play-in push. With all of that said, also, Tobias Harris had a big game yesterday, 23 points. He was 5-9 and nine from beyond the arc. Like I said, Philly was just feeling itself from anywhere on the floor. James Brego talked about it after the game where, yeah, you got to tip your cap and say that the Sixers made shots, but still not be complacent at the same time. Yeah, they made shots. You know, you got to give them credit. They made shots. There were a couple of rotations where we could have done a better job at the rim with MB. Those are the ones that I'll be frustrated with this evening or the, the easy stuff at the rim that MB got on the rolls. Sometimes you, you got to pick your poison and they're going to make some shots. But we could have been better in the pick and roll. We could have been better on the ball. Obviously, we'll go back and, and watch the film. So, you know, we move forward. One bad quarter was pretty much all it was West that third quarter. The fourth quarter, of course, you can take a look at it and say, yeah, the Hornets got outscored and allowed 41 points. But, I mean, if it wasn't for that third quarter, it wouldn't really matter a whole lot. So third quarter did the Hornets in yesterday. The one bright spot, though, was the reason that the Hornets were in that game for the most part because, again, the shooting wasn't the greatest. Charlotte did shoot 48% from the field and ended up being, but only went 11 of 30 from beyond the arc. Hornets were able to turn the Sixers over a lot there in that first half, really kept them into the game, and got to the free throw line, especially in the first quarter as well. Terry Rozier 
was able to get to the free throw line a couple times. Miles Bridges went to the free throw line 10 times. We haven't seen that, I don't think, all season from Miles based on you know him not really getting any calls or creating contact or anything like that. But the other thing that stood out to me too, and this is the one silver lining since this is a silver lining edition of the HHC, is that the Hornets had 14 steals. That ties a season high for Charlotte. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. There was a lot of bad yesterday, but you still try to focus on the good a little bit too as well. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with the defensive efforts for sure. 14 steals is definitely something that was very impressive to me and being able to turn Philly over 19 times it was something that was pretty good and I, I love the effort that we did give and, and fight until the end but you get on the short end of those sticks when you know when guys are on fire and they're hot there's really nothing you can do about it you can try the best you can and just try to like learn from those situations you did point out a stat for me I, you know I, I told you that I, I was interested to see what was our record when we gave up 20 plus threes I mean I think not many teams can really are able to get over a win when a team is shooting 20 plus threes and we're all in six right now so that's pretty tough when you're giving up that many shots James Borrego did touch on something that I did notice as well it's like the easy stuff you don't want to you don't want to give uh Philly any kind of easy chances I mean you know missing assignments on the on the outside rim trying to run them off the three-point line trying to clog the paint from an MVP caliber player like Embiid but those are the risks that you normally take when you're trying to double a big guy like that and he kicks it back out and with a hot shooting team like that is this something that these guys are just going to have to pick up and just move forward with? The one crazy stat, if anything, was Joel Embiid only went to the free throw line six times yesterday, which was probably one of the season lows for him, but was able to do damage elsewhere, 12 of 16 from the field. Did turn the ball over a handful of times in the first half, but like I said, time and time again, getting outscored 45 to 27, turning the ball over eight times in the third quarter alone, you're not going to win very many ball games doing that. Hornets fall 144 to 114, and like I mentioned, are now 40 and 38 on the season, still in that bottom portion of the play-in tournament picture right now. Of course, we'll get into some scoreboard watching here later on in this podcast episode. But before that, we got to get to our silver linings. And that comes your way next right here on Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Unfortunately, it is a Silver Linings edition here of the Hornets Hivecast today for you. Thank you so much for joining us. Rob Longo and Wes Robinson, the coordinator of social media here with the Hornets. And Wes, as the guest of honor, it's time now for our Silver Linings edition. Who do you have pegged as your Silver Lining? Yeah, I'm going to go with our guy, Miles Bridges. I mean, he had another great performance uh, reaching the 20-point mark. I mean, there's not much to really like. It's nothing of, of an eyebrow raiser from this matchup, but he's still shooting above 50% from the floor. He only hit one three-pointer, so that's still pushing him above 33 but coming into this game, he's been averaging 27 points, nine rebounds, and hitting at least three threes, shooting above 53% from the floor. So he's just still been very consistent for us and helping us in many different ways, not just from his outside shooting, but the way he's been able to create shots. And with us, so many different ways that we've been able to change our lineup. And I talked about it before that missing Gordon Hayward was a huge piece that we needed from not just from the scoring effort, but also creating opportunities for other people. And Miles has done an amazing job at doing that. It's only right that we were pushing our campaign at the right time. He's playing his best basketball, you know, that, and I really think he deserves the opportunity to at least get a look or, or to get a significant amount of votes for most improved for this season. If you look at every season that he's been with the Hornets, he's taking his game to new levels. I mean, I've been here when Miles first came into uh, as a rookie and everything that he wanted to work on within his game outside of just being an athletic wing, 
he has done that, and he's doing a phenomenal job. And I just love the way he's been able to come out every single night. No matter if these games are going our way or not, he's going to play hard and give you every minute. Lamello, pick and roll, gives to Plumley. Plumley to a cutting miles. Bridges, who throws it down with a right hand and with authority. Stunned silence takes over Wells Fargo Center. Yesterday was Miles' fifth game in a row where he scored 20 or more, dating back to this little run that the Hornets have been on since the end of March. The Hornets are 3-2 and two in that stretch, but have still been playing some pretty good basketball for the most part. You go back to that Denver loss, which ended up being a four-point margin of defeat. Of course, yesterday was a different story in Philadelphia where you just ran into a hot shooting Sixers team, but as this team goes, Miles Bridges has continued to go as well as he finishes with 20 points yesterday. For me, I have to go with Gordon Hayward. There's a little bit more than just him getting back out onto the floor, and he was able to make an impact early on when he came off the bench in the first quarter. Ball is up. Bridges wins the tip to Gordon Hayward. Hayward will drive. Pull up. No, he passes underneath to Montrez Harrell for the two-handed dunk. What a find there by Gordon Hayward. He gets an assist on his first stat in the scorebook, and Montrez puts down the dunk. Charlotte reclaims the lead 19-18. Not the stat line you're going to see from Gordon Hayward that's going to make your eyes bulge out of your head. He had 17 minutes yesterday, 2-6 from the field, 1-2 from beyond the arc, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal in there was a minus 4 when it was all said and done. He finishes with 5 points. So, again, not making that instant impact that we may have wanted or expected or even needed from Gordon in the past, but still really nice to see Gordon get out there on the floor and get back into action for the first time in nearly two months. Again, his last action was in that Toronto game where he rolled his ankle. That was back on February 6th. 7th and he's missed the last 22 games so good to see Gordon get back out there that's why it's mostly my silver lining and after the game he talked about what it meant for him to get back out on the floor yeah it felt good it's been it's two months here I guess and uh, you know, because I had COVID and a little bit of injury before I guess it's been maybe a little more than two months so it's, it's good to be out on the court obviously wish we could have and you know ended a little differently um, or, or gone our way but Philadelphia is a really good team so it's a tough one but it's good to be back on the court for all that's been said about Gordon Hayward West, I mean, a lot of times last year, Sam Farber and I talked on this podcast a lot about how Gordon Hayward was the floor. If Gordon Hayward was out of the lineup, the bottom fell out of this team. That's completely changed, and we've seen that over the course of the last 22 games where the Hornets were able to put together a winning record in that span. With all that said, I understand that you know Gordon has had issues with injuries in the past, but this past year for Gordon, you just really can't blame him for any of it. It's been some freak stuff. I mean, you have you know health and safety protocols, missing time. I think everybody's really had to deal with that around the association from a player standpoint. And then you go back to that rolled ankle. I mean, just in a weird spot, Gary Trent just kind of fell into him. Wasn't really much Gordon could do. It's just kind of the wrong place, wrong time. So just finally great to see him get back out on the floor. No, absolutely. It's great to see Gordon Hayward back. I mean, I, I couldn't stop smiling to see that we finally have a complete team in a very long time. So it was very great to see. And we know how much Gordon can contribute to this offense and what we can do. I mean, uh, a lot of people have, you know, opinions on what Gordon can bring to this team and uh, should they leave him out or should they try different looks with him or bring him off the bench. But we know exactly what he can bring and what he's done for us through a lot of his success that we had early on in the season. A lot of those big games that we've won or we've pulled out, Gordon Hayward's always been on the front end of that, being a, a strong scoring effort, especially coming out the gate. Um, I talked with USM and Farbar before about allowing teams to play to our strengths instead of us trying to come back and adjust to theirs. So Gordon is the front, plays in the front end of that, where he allows us to be able to jump out 
and provide different looks around the floor. He's, he's a phenomenal passer. He's a great guy. He's a great locker room guy. These guys love playing with him. So it's going to take him some time to really fill his role out. I don't know if he's going to be off the bench consistently through the end of the season into the play-in, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's one that he's a professional. He's been there. He's been through some unfortunate situations, and he's going to be a professional and do exactly what he needs to do to make sure that this team is in a position to make a run. You touched on the team being whole once again. They will be even more whole if you can consider that a term after yesterday, considering that the G League schedule has wrapped up for the Greensboro Swarm. So we'll maybe see the likes of JT Thor, Kai Jones, James Booknight, maybe even a two-way player, Scotty Lewis, and Arnoldus Kabolka up here with the big league club. As the G League season winds down, of course, Kai Jones has been on assignment for a while, looking really good. He finished with a double double yesterday James Booknight was north of 20 as well so a little bit more added depth just for the sake of it even though the rotations usually shortened down a little bit this time of the season but always good to have a couple of extra bodies around for when it comes practice time Hornets fall yesterday 144 to 114 of course we still got to do some scoreboard watching here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta we'll get to that next right here on the HHC Hornets fans make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience the Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Rob Longo and Wes Robinson putting a button on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast presented by Senta. It is time now for our favorite time of the year and our favorite segment. It is scoreboard watching. So here is some of the notable games on the NBA docket for today. A couple of early ones here as well as Washington is in Boston to take on the Celtics. That's a 1 o'clock tip. Elsewhere at 1 o'clock, Milwaukee is home to take on the Dallas Mavericks. Has a little bit of seeding purposes of it as well. One of the more important games from, from a Hornets standpoint tips off at at 6 o'clock tonight, that is Cleveland at home on the second night of a back-to-back, taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. Of course, they will be on the second night of a back-to-back as well with some travel thrown in there included. Then at 7 o'clock, Miami is in Toronto to take on the Raptors. Toronto pretty much solid in that six-seed position. Miami jockeying, trying to stay in the top spot in the Eastern Conference. So with all that said, I know I threw a lot at you there, Wes. Which one of these games are you really looking at? Which one is the most appealing for you to watch tonight? Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep my eye on this uh, Philly-Cleveland game for sure. I mean, seeing that Cleveland has pretty much dropped right back into from the sixth spot into the playing position. So now they're a team that we're going to have to keep our eye on. And we're, we're only a couple of games behind them. So I think a lot of things can change, if, especially if they pick up that loss and then we can move from this Philly game and go on some kind of run that can put us in a good position to be possibly in that seventh spot. In this situation, I hope that Philly, whatever they, whatever kind of drink that they had before this game, I hope they have it against Cleveland for sure. Yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting final week of the season in general just with everything going on, but the Philly-Cleveland game is probably the one that has the most impact, I would say, on the Hornets just from one standpoint to another because, again, Sixers are trying to get into that top two positioning as well in the Eastern Conference and could potentially be a first-round opponent for the Hornets if Charlotte is able to make its way through the playing tournament wherever position they end up and of course you know where Philly ends up on the other side of things as well so that is a little bit more of an intriguing matchup of course Washington doesn't have a whole lot to play for now eliminated from playoff contention Chris Osprey is playing some really good basketball as of late but Boston still trying to pick up a couple wins here or there to solidify that top three position in the East 
course, Milwaukee is still in a hunt as well against a very hungry Dallas team that's trying to stay out of the play-in picture. So there's a lot to look for in a couple of these matchups. Toronto trying to solidify that footing, maybe could even flip to the five seed, depending on what happens with the Chicago Bulls going down the stretch as well. So a lot to look for in today's NBA scoreboard. Plenty to plenty of action to look at. It starts at 1 o'clock, goes all the way up through this evening with some West Coast games, so plenty to look at today if you're trying to get your basketball fix while the Hornets have two days off. Wes Robinson, coordinator of social media. Thanks for joining me on today's edition of the HHC. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. Of course, the Hornets will have two consecutive off days here coming up. We'll have some more player profiles and we'll get you set for Charlotte's game coming up on Tuesday against Miami in South Beach. For Wes Robinson, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow once again on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.